Previously on Live at 605. The music comes on. And what's the first thing you see? A really morbidly obese <laughs> naked chick. John Mallon. And Val Gomez. from a very rainy but beautiful downtown Toronto. This is season 12, episode 3 of Live at 605. It's a fucking sauna in comparison to my morning. <laughs> when you woke up this morning, how cold was it? So when I woke up this morning in the downtown core of Calgary, it was oh, wow. minus 29 without the wind chill. <laughs> so it's nice to be back in Toronto where it's above zero. Feels like a nice tropical day here. Oh I'm yeah, sure it it's definitely. Nice. I switched jackets and took off my hat when I came over. You were wearing long jackets. On yesterday, weren't you? Yeah, but I wore them to sleep. Not when you're outside and you should have been wearing them? Oh, that's one way to do it, I guess. Why'd you write fast, fast, fast? (laughs) (sighs) Are you going to question my methods already? (laughs) Two minutes? I'm not even a minute. It's because... Dragon? What does that say? Danger? (laughs) (laughs) I wrote down sponsor, sponsor, fast, fast, fast. (laughs) That doesn't make sense to you? That, That goose? Because I already know every episode we're going to have certain stings throughout. And so if I write down sponsor, sponsor, when we do our sponsorship, I can look at the time. It says one minute. I can just write one minute instead of writing sponsor one minute. Oh. Fastest for fast spenders because <coughs> I think we went to a concert. I write, I write down three just in case. I never know I never know what we're reviewing. Okay, okay. So, and then if you make me do some bullshit sting, I got to write that down on the flat. But we can't take because this is already late, so no new stings. Uh, so why don't we give everybody our contact information? You're up first. Of course I am. I got many a follower last week. Okay. Um, on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat, you can follow me at ValGomez23 to check out some of the cool shit we've done. And I want to thank everybody for liking previous, um, all of season 12 pick collages so far. Been doing pretty good lately? Yeah. So you know me on Instagram, I what? I used to hover around 70 followers followers for like the longest time yeah oh i'm sorry there's something super important in your water yeah <laughs> what did you see i don't know the glass is all weird i like gave it a deep two-day wash though no maybe it's because i washed it so well whoa what's that weird light are we... whoa what is that are we being open the window hold on let's see if we're being abducted by aliens oh it's a truck is it a truck look it's a lit up truck that's going to be there permanently? No, it's driving down the street. Wow. I know Too this is bright. super interesting because it's a visual uh, <laughs> medium we're doing right now, but our literally our... It's like a UFO just landed. Yeah, in our 605 studios, it's just like this big beam of light came through our window and it we thought we were being abducted, which has happened on one episode before. Touche. Called This Is The End, check it out. But it just turned out to be a big truck that was lit up, so... <laughs> Not as fun. Anyways, you guys are keeping me from my point. Look how many damn followers I have on Instagram now. Pretty respectful, isn't it? 107, you're not even going to say. 107 followers. I only follow 159 people. I haven't followed someone new on Instagram in 19 months. Wow. 19 months. And I got like 30 new followers lately. Pretty good. So if you want to follow me on Instagram, I won't follow you back. I'm at Malencamp. Don't be mean to people. But if you follow me on Twitter and Facebook, I will follow you. I'm at Malencamp as well. And you can check out my snaps. I'm at Malencamp, I think. You're I don't know. on Facebook. No, you can't follow me on Facebook. But you can like us on Facebook. 
Facebook.com slash live at 605. What's so fun? Because you said like me I on know. Facebook and I Instagram. Meant, anyways, what do people do on iTunes? So. iTunes, drop us a comment on our iTunes page because every comment you leave for us pushes us back into the news and noteworthy. Yeah. Do we have any crazy countries downloading last week? Uh, yeah. Uh, <coughs> that depends. Do you think Kuwait and Indonesia? Whoa. Uh, I don't know if it's Ku- Kuwait. Why do you say Kuwait so weirdly? <laughs> Indonesia. There's no hyphen. <laughs> I know. Okay. Um, people actually in Paris went ham this week. That's good. And there was, an, uh, there was a bunch, uh, I don't remember where in Africa, but like people went crazy in Africa this week. Racist. <laughs> no, what? Do you, don't remember where in Africa? I don't remember. It's just, just a place? No, I know. I know it's a continent. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's several, many countries inside of Africa. I don't remember where, so I'm just... Generalizing. generalizing. <laughs> it's the same as saying, like, oh, people want ham in Canada. But you never say that. <laughs> no, because I know ca- Canadian geography well, better. Thank you to all the people around the world, whether you're in Africa, Kuwait, or Indonesia, and have downloaded. <laughs> exactly. So, um, do you want to get into this thing? Yeah. Do you have a sponsorship you want to start with? Well, so, I guess... Um, I'll just do my whole Calgary story as, like, a story story, not yeah, as a sponsorship. Yeah, don't make that a sponsorship. Um, but I think... Well, well, I, I know who your sponsorship should be. Who? So you didn't tell me the story. Let me just say Cowboy Airport. Oh, my right? God. Yeah. <laughs> right. This is my sponsorship of the week. Sponsorship of the week. When I was leaving for Calgary on Sunday... Both John, my brother Brandon, and almost everybody kind of started warning me about, like, going to Calgary and saying, like, there's some violence that happens there. Sometimes it can be racist. It's like... I didn't say that. I just said you should be careful for, wherever you go. Wherever you go. But it's like, it's not like I'm going to Inglewood kind of thing. <laughs> They're going to say England. Right? I've also, I've also been to Calgary, like, a couple times now. And so I was like, okay, the one thing I was more concerned about was this, like, minus 20 weather. Yeah, and I, didn't I tell you to wear your long johns and you I refused to? I don't have to? long johns. I gave you my long johns. Thank you. And so then... Did you know, as a kid, I never got called long john. Like, no one ever made fun of me for that. No, why would they? Kids are mean. Why would they call you long john? That would be dirty. No, when you're six years old, like, oh, your name's under... People Who's used to call me a, people used to call me a toilet. Old. You're some dumb people. No, you know what? John's a toilet. Nobody. No no six-year-old would think that Yeah, that's six-year-old humor. (laughs) But then, you know. A six-year-old knows that a toilet is called the John. Yeah. Stop sabotaging me. So then. They know John's also a poop. So you're in Calgary. Remember that time when John used to leave me to go to Ottawa and he'd come back and he'd be all gangster? This is like, I leave you for three days. Because I said the word pimp? No. You know what talking about? Inglewood, up no good. I leave you for talking three days. Talking about Inglewood. And now you have to get all your shenanigans out. You're making all these weird jokes. Jokes? These are things that happened to me. No. Um. So either way, <laughs> I was all like, okay, I'm going to go to the airport. Pearson, I've been there a bunch of times. My flight's at like noon. I get there, and then automatically, you know when you just are, like, watching the type of people who are waiting for the plane with you in your gate? So I, like, walk into our area, and it's, like, gate G52 or something. And I walk in, and all of a sudden, all I see is this man who's, like, lying on his back, right, with a cowboy hat, 
on the floor. He's fairly old. He's probably in his 50s mm-hmm. or so. His, like, skin is sun damaged. He's, like, hat coughing and, like, on the phone and rolling around. Why is he lying on the floor? No idea. But he is, like, sprawled the fuck out in front of the windows. And so, like, I'm the only one in my row. There's a dude who's, like, our age sitting behind me. And then, like, a couple other people. But they're all, like, everybody kind of looks more so, like, they're from Calgary going home from Toronto. <laughs> what does that mean? Exactly what it sounds like. Okay. So then I text you, and I'm like, and I show you a picture. I'm like, yeah. oh, look at this guy. Instantly worried now. Instantly worried this guy's going to say something mean to me or whatever. But he finally gets up after I text John a picture of him. And then he kind of, like, sees a magazine lying in front of me. And I was going to try and snap it to you so you could just see this whole thing play out. Yeah, I wish you did. Um, but there's, like, this real estate magazine sitting in front of me. So he kind of, like, saunters over Picks it up, walks around for a little bit, sits back down, then gets back up. And I'm, like, trying to, like, work on my laptop, but at the same time, I'm clearly watching him. Then he gets back up, and he he has, like, Donald Trump's orange skin, Ugh. but, like, bleach. Bl- okay, so he basically had Donald Trump profile, like, bleach blonde hair. Was it hair. Donald Trump? No, thank God. Well, maybe, because he did wink at me. So, so he walks by. Did he grab by. you by the kitty cat? What's that? No. It's a nice way of not saying the P word. His holes is too big. <laughs> mm. That's what she said. No. And so, basically. Spit it out. No. No. No, do it. You're done. Put it in my mouth. No, yeah. I'll give it one more whirl. <laughs> That's um, what she said. So, the guy walks over, and he's like, he kind of, like, looks at me. But it wasn't even, like, a glance. It was okay. so much so that I was typing. And he just stopped and stood in front of me, looked at me. I looked up and then he like winks, but what? it was so intentional and creepy right. and I didn't know what to do. So I was like, oh, hey, right? but then I got so nervous that I'm like, are you going to be like, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, I, was, I thought he was going to follow you all the way after the airport. Yeah. And so I got so nervous. So I just was like, oh, and I texted you, I think, right when it happened. Yeah. And so I just got like so wigged out. And then he ended up, like, going back and lying on the ground again. Why is he lying on I the ground? I don't know, but I also think it's just so dirty at an airport to lie on the ground. Yeah, who are you, Tom Hanks in that yeah. movie where he lives in the airport? Yeah, now I need to spit out my hauls in your hand. Okay. Don't say I never do nothing for you. Thank you. Now I gotta go wash my hand. Why didn't you just pass me the garbage? That would have made more sense. <laughs> go for it. What about, I'm done. That was my sponsorship. What? Sponsorship of the week. <laughs> Oh, well, are you under the weather here? You're like I know. I feel like well, I, I literally haven't slept more than probably like eight hours in two days or yeah, three. So let's get you in the bed. And I'll just record this solo. It's no solo dolo. The whole point of People me love it. coming. I woke up at quarter to five or quarter to six Calgary time. Fly to leave, drive to the airport, fly back home. Go to Loblaws, cook dinner to do a podcast. We're doing this podcast. Yeah, but this is something you enjoy doing. Yeah, you know why? Because if you didn't enjoy doing it, you wouldn't want to be on the cover of these things. I wouldn't, or I just need credit to say what I've done to support you. You you don't want to admit it, but you love this thing. You like getting things off your chest and just talking and and, uh, being like open to the world. Okay, <laughs> your turn. Yeah, I, uh, I'll get into my sponsorship of the week. Sponsorship of the week. See how I've written down sponsor and I've written down five already? Yeah. Isn't that good? I just got to get into our fasts. So, <laughs> so we've been re-watching 30 Rock. Yeah. You didn't watch any without me. No, I watched Kenny vs. Spenny instead. 
it was very funny. And do you remember the episode that we just watched with uh, where Liz Lemon mistakens, um, what's that actor's name? Uh, the the guy, guy from Peter Dingle? <laughs> Is that Peter D- Dinklage. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Dinkle? I don't know. Peter Dinkle? Yeah. So there's an episode where Liz sees Peter... What's his name? Dingleberry? From Game of Thrones. She sees the little guy from Games of, Game of Thrones. Games of Thrones. <laughs> Maybe I'm sick. From behind and she thinks he's a little kid and she pats him on the head. Yeah. And it turns out he's a he's an actual man and then yeah. she like ends up dating him because she didn't want to admit she that she thought bad. he was a child. Yeah. So I kind of had the same experience yesterday. You pet a little oh, a grown four-year-old on the head? You th- <laughs> You think I'm petting anyone, whether they're a boy or so a man? So then how did you have almost the same experience? Because you got to let me tell the story. Go. And it's, I say this with like the mo- utmost respect because I would. Obviously. Let's see how exploitive this will sound. So I was walking home from work yesterday and you know, it's now it's the time of the year when it's dark at five o'clock and I was uh, almost, I was like a good 15 minutes away from from house. From house, from, from home. House. I was like the TV show guy, Hugh Laurie. So I'd already been walking for like 30 minutes and I was in the zone of listening. I was listening to my Childish Gambino playlist. Mm-hmm. So I was just in the zone singing or rapping along to that in my head. And you know when you're walking and it's dark and you're in the zone, you're not really, you're paying attention to obviously it's lights and cars and when you have to cross the street, mm-hmm. but you're not really paying attention to people. Yes. You're just kind of walking by people. Right. So I'm walking. Uh, I just turned off the Queen Street to go down this alleyway because that's when I walk without you, I have a couple back alley roads I go down. That, so I hear. That aren't, they're not safe for you and I to go down because I wouldn't put you through that. But for me, it's fine. Like Who has more street cred, me or you? Um, Probably me. <laughs> you, I'm I, on the mean streets of Toronto Pearson Airport. Yeah, but how many times in the last week have I had to tell you what a DILF is? <laughs> Twice. That's you didn't know I what a DILF are. And when I asked you what a MILF was, you said a mommy, and it's just a mom. Oops. <laughs> not a mommy. Right. Oh, no, now my throat's all, like, muffed up. Do you up. need a giant hose? No. So I'm walking down this alley. It's really not that, it's not dangerous at all. Lots of people walk down there. It's just a side road. Yeah. But it's dark because there's not a lot of lights. Okay. And so all I see is, let's say, 30 feet feet in front of me, I see what I think is a mom pushing a baby stroller walking towards me. Uh-oh. And there's a there's a bit of a hill going down. So I'm kind of walking up. A, it's not really a hill, but there's like definitely like a slant down. Okay. And I'm walking. You hear that? Sorry, I thought I heard like a knock. No. <laughs> Never mind, I think I'm on drugs. Well, yeah. <laughs> Clearly not. Flanky. Uh, so I'm walking up this slight slope incline, I guess you could say. Like I said, I, I glance up and I see a little a mom pushing a little kid on a stroller. But you don't know it's a kid. You exactly. Know. That's what I assume. Yeah. And then I look down or I'm listening to my music and I'm just not paying attention. I just see 30 feet away walking towards me. That's what I see. Cut to about 10 seconds later. And now what I think is the little kid is like 15 feet in front of me coming down. And all of a sudden, I look up and I pay attention, and I see what I think is a stroller out of control, like flying down oh the street. Oh my god! So I think that this mom like fell over or let, let lost go control of the, the stroller. stroller, and this kid's now free falling like down. You go help it. So it's going super fast towards me, like oh my god! And it's like I have a split second to be like, do I jump in front of it and take yeah. the impact, or do I start running down the hill to like run next to it and grab it? Yeah. So it's coming. It's coming. And all of a sudden, I'm like, because it's also dark and I can't see that well. Yeah. And at the last second, I look and it's just, it's a little person in like a motorized wheelchair just zooming down the street. And it wasn't. 
You're so was it, no, bad. It was, I, I just, it was an honest mistake. A motorized, so first of all, a wheelchair, very different than a stroller. Right? Yeah, but from 30 feet away, not paying attention, it just looked like a kid in a stroller. And I swear there was a mom, there clearly was no person No, it was probably a friend. <laughs> no, he's by himself. Okay, so now I you're mean, just seeing whole scenarios. Yeah, I, I don't know what I saw. You're so ridiculous. But my heart was pounding because I just thought this kid was out. I felt so bad. And then I'm like, oh, they're coming right for me. And obviously I would have I would have helped. Them. Yeah. I wouldn't let the kid go by me. But I just felt so bad. I'm like, oh, it's, a, it's an actual person like in one of those like super this fast. That's why you can never assume or not wear your glasses. Oh, it doesn't matter my glasses. I saw him when you he was 10 feet away. Distance. No, I could. I just wasn't paying attention. So anyways, that's my sponsorship <laughs> of the week. Sponsorship of the week. <laughs> you want to get into this actual yeah. thing? We have to start. Do you want to start with the Matilda story? Yeah, or did that even start work like... There? I'm just joking. No, why are you being so mean to me? You this podcast it. is weak. <laughs> no, it isn't. You're being mean to me. How am I being you're mean? Being, I let and you you're saboteuring me. I let you spit a holes into my hand. No, you did that for comedic. Comedic. Okay, how about the two and a half days I let this thing soak over here? No, the side's all weird. I know, I muffed it up, I guess. <laughs> um, what you going to call it? I guess we can talk about Matilda. It was only my mother's birthday present. No, no, and it's we went good. to it, and it only cost a living fortune. <laughs> um, and it was a very happy day for her. But yeah, you know, that's okay. Listen, you. <laughs> it's okay. It. I know, once again, I can look at the wall and see that there are way more John photos than my photos. More photos? What the heck are you talking about? <laughs> that's because for seven seasons, you weren't on, on the cover. Right. So... So, um, either way, so my mom's birthday was back in September, but John and I got her, um, John reluctantly, me very passionately what? got her tickets to go see Matilda. You said, do you want to see Matilda with my mom for a birthday? I said, yeah, I never had any, like, ill wishes. <laughs> yeah, except ill not saying you want to go. Right? I never said that. <laughs> so either way i was um when my mom and i went to chicago we saw the carol king musical beautiful and my mom absolutely loved it my mom really enjoys doing musicals and going to like theater and like concerts and things and so she doesn't go that frequently so i thought it was like a good gift opportunity because the musical matilda has gotten like really good reviews in the city and I read the book and I saw the old film from the 90s. Yeah. So I was like, okay, why don't we do this? And so was it last Saturday or the Saturday uh, before? It was two. It was, yeah, not this Saturday. Saturday yeah. Before. So then like a week ago Saturday, um, John, me, and my mom finally went to go see Matilda. But before that, we went and picked up my mom and brought her down here. And we all hung out at our apartment for a bit. And then we went out to dinner to this um, Trattoria restaurant down <laughs> near um what you Massey Hall. Massey Hall, which was really awesome. I thought the food was like delicious. Yeah, and you snaked into someone's reservation. Yeah. Okay. So apparently there you cannot make reservations on Saturdays at certain places in Toronto, which kind of frustrates me because you should just be able to. Like I get like first come, first serve. I'm all for that. But if you know you're gonna make a reservation, you should have twenty four hours to be able to cancel it, call it a day. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't make reservations for any of our favorite restaurants that I wanted to take my mom. So on a whim, when we were going to go see the Arkells and Frank Turner with everybody and we were walking down to that restaurant batch, I saw this restaurant, this Italian place, and I'm like, oh my God, it looks so cute. And it actually smelled really delicious outside. So I'm like, oh, we should go there. And then I tried to call ahead. And they were like, oh, there's no 
It's like fully booked yeah, and you can't bullshit. make reservations. I was like, fuck that noise. So we literally on a whim went there at like 5.15, yeah, I think. Yeah, early bird special. Early bird special because the show started at 7.30. And then we walk in and the woman's like, um, you might be in luck because some people haven't like shown up, shown up for their reservations. So you might get to bounce on theirs. And I was like, done, yeah. right? Which was actually like the best luck of the draw because I also think it's a good... Um, indication when a restaurant is packed and it smells good oh, and yeah. like it has really good reviews. For sure. Um, so we went in, ate dinner there. It was awesome. My mom really enjoyed it. And um, from there we went to, um, what do you want to call it, Edmervish Theater on Young Street to go see Matilda. Mm. And so the one thing that, uh, okay, so on the fast vendor scale. Yo, yo, yo. How many Michael fast vendors do you get out of 10, boy? Damn, dog, you get eight, because that white boy crazy. For Matilda, the musical, I give it six and a half out of ten. Um, I'm like a seven, two, Kay. seven, three. Okay, and the reason why, and it's like, I've worked with kids in theater before. I've obviously, like, we've watched movies. You used to be a kid. I used to be a kid, so I know how kids think and sing and everything. Sometimes it's really hard for kids to have comedic timing and then it's also hard because their voices are so high so when they sing these like really intricate songs sometimes you can't hear the inflections in it because it's just so high pitched um but for those of you guys who don't know the premise of matilda it's basically it's a pretty sad story the real story and it's kind of about child abuse yeah and so it's about this little girl who is smart She's super smart, but she's unfortunately born into, like, a family of, like, kind of, like, idiots. And then dickheads are just mean. They kind of, like, swindle people. She likes to read. They like TV. And they get mad at her for wanting to read books, basically. Exactly. And so she basically is just too smart. And she lives in these stories. And it tries to put on a facade to, like, not show that her family's horrible to her until it all comes, like, Catching up with her later on. Yeah. Um. So either way, the first little girl who played <laughs> Matilda, I yeah. thought was really good. But then halfway through at the intermission, they say there's going to be a new Matilda, mm-hmm. right? Who's like also like the seven year old kid. And then at the, and she was good. Yeah. Second Matilda was good too. But at the end of the whole play, when you think all the cast is going to come out and like take a bow and everything, first Matilda never came back out. So yeah. I'm like, what the hell happened to so first we were Matilda? Wondering what happened to her. But the weird thing is, if you go onto my uh, Instagram account, plug plug real Matilda from the first act liked my pic collage. Really, from the first or second act? First. Did you ever find out? Jenna or Hannah Levinson. Follow her on Instagram. Yeah, right. You should uh, Insta her and ask her if she was all right. Yeah. I should actually. Oh, now it's too late. <laughs> now it's too late. Yeah. But um, either way, I thought it was like, my mom really liked the show. I think um, I'm really excited for the Carol King Beautiful to come back. So I actually think that one will be far superior again. Okay. But I do give a mad props to these kids. I do think it's like a lot to take on, a lot of choreography, a lot of like script. Yeah. And they held their own. Yeah. The only thing I don't like about theater is like, I, they're all, everyone was very good. Mm-hmm. But I just hate the idea of like theater people. What? Where it's like, you know... Like thespians? <laughs> like actors? Lighting technicians? No, no not, a, not a, actors are fine. It's just like theater people. It's like... Well, you, like the audience? No, no, I'm going to tell you. Okay. Like the theater actor. It's like, let's say there's... Thes- <laughs> like the thespians? Yeah, I said yes to thespians. No, say it again. I 
thespians. I don't mind actors in movies or TV shows. Yeah, you just hate real acting in theater. No, just let me tell you why. Because it's these people who, okay, this one guy, it's like these like 25-year-olds were playing like 18-year-old kids in school. It's like they're short shorts. Yeah. And when they had no lines or had no singing, like they were acting with their faces. And it's just like they're such actors where it's like Matilda's singing a song about being poor and they're just like... Like you they're acting with their Jan. face. So Who's the, Jan? <laughs> you can't see what John is doing, but he's just making like perplex looks with his face. Yeah, but that's. But isn't that just reactionary to like what is happening in the scene? Over the top. Like if I'm in a room, but you have to be over the top because I, you're not doing cutaways. Yeah, I know, but like even the part that I thought was cool is when they're in the swings. Mm-hmm. But it just I couldn't stop thinking like how overacting their faces were on the swings, where they're just like. Their eyes are, brows are bouncing up and down. Yeah. They're shaking their heads, like, in the wind. And, like, it just was such theater kid acting. So. That's all those kids have done jazz hands, unironically. not ironically. Okay. So, here's the thing. It is a kid's musical. So, yeah. obviously, they're pandering to a different generation. Yeah, right? but it wasn't even the kids. It was, like, the but adults playing kids. that's what I mean. Kids. The adults are pandering to a different generation. <laughs> yeah, and but. And so. It's like when we went to go see Once. It was the same thing, like. All right, this scene's about the guy and the girl, but then there's 12 people at the bar who have, like, no lines. They're all just, like, listening and, like, shaking their bodies, flailing But that's what you would be doing. Wouldn't you be at the bar listening? Yeah, but I'm sitting still. Listen, editor, producer, editor, we all can't work in TV. (laughs) I'm not even talking about that. Yeah, you are. You made a comparison. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just saying the overacting of faces. Okay. Anyways, I gave it a better rating than you. (laughs) What was Hurricane Bill? <laughs> Hurricane Smith. I always played Billy. Did you overact in that? No, I'm still traumatized. There's one, this fucking musical, one song. I had three lines to sing myself. And my teacher, who, by the way, once I got this role, she stopped calling me John, just called me Billy, like outside of the world. Yeah. And then this one song. Because you were so in character? Yeah, it was, it was the second lead. <laughs> it, was, it was. I got the second lead in the role, in the movie, in the Kay. play. Anyways, I'm excited. Wait, what was your character's name? Billy. In Hurricane... I wasn't Hurricane Smith. I was his, like, best friend. Oh, okay. I was like, wait, why do I keep calling him Hurricane Billy? (laughs) So, there's all these musicals, and I was super excited to sing. I had four lines of my own solo, Mm -hmm. and, like, I'm singing it in all the rehearsals four days before, like, the big opening. My teacher is just like, you know what, John? Just sleep during that song. And she's like, we'll give you a line someone else. She's like, don't even, you don't even have to sing this song. So one might think you have some pent-up aggression against, yeah, of course I do. against thespians and musicals because your big four-line rendition in Hurricane Smith was a no-go. Yeah, and the, 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 my favorite part about that play, well, I know what it was. So I got to wear Performing? No. <laughs> Not sleeping? Actually, I will say this. It was super dope to just like lie down on a stage and just close your eyes. Like there's such a cool feeling being like, Nothing to screw up here. I'm just lying down sleeping. What? Don't tell other kids that. No, I just for the play. But my favorite part is I had this awesome vest I got to wear. I think it was a lady's, my sister's vest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, a, like a black cargo vest. Yeah. Oh, vests were really in in the 90s. So that makes sense. Yeah, this was like 98. Yeah, that makes I sense. I always wanted a vest. And I had to wear it because it was like in the jungle. Yeah. And I got to wear like a cool hat. Who wrote this play? I don't know. It's Hurricane Smith. There's gorillas. This one guy, Chris Barber, he was also auditioning. And You're he, saying this 
like, is it a real thing? Or did your, like, teacher write this play? I don't think she wrote it. Look up Hurricane Smith to see if it's... I'll do it. You tell your story. Um, so, yeah, me and this, my good friend Chris Barber, he, we were both auditioning for the roles. And he was kind of like a funny guy. Like, I was a funny guy. And we both kind of wanted to be Billy. But I kind of blew the pants off of everyone. And my teacher... So, the, wait, did you have lines? Yeah, I was the second lead. I had so many lines. I know, lines. but you just told me you fell asleep. No, during one song, I was asked to sleep through it. The play's like 90 minutes long, and I'm killing it uh-huh. throughout the whole thing. Okay, wait a second. Is this real? Did you find it? Norman Hurricane Smith? Is that it? <laughs> uh, is that what it is? There's no Norman. It was just Hurricane Smith. Yeah, but... What does it say the description is? Hurricane Smith, an English recording engineer and producer who worked no. with the Beatles. No, this isn't it. Hurricane Smith. 1941, American mm. modern-day Western feature producer, low-budget Republican no. pictures. <laughs> this Her- is like when we went to the David Letterman show and he found Tom Bones Malone. <laughs> yeah. And there was two of them. Okay, so your teacher clearly wrote something called Hurricane You know, Smith. it's on DVD. I'm going to bring the DVD back from Christmas. Okay. And I'll, I will show you my play, Hurricane Smith. What was your song? Do you still remember your four lines? No. Well, there was like five. It was a musical. There was like seven songs throughout the thing. And I, I, I sang every song. But In there a was, chorus, but you never yeah, had your solo. Never had, I had one solo, four lines. Okay. And I didn't get to do All it. All right. Go back to your story. So, Matilda... What did you think? You, I, gave, I said it was like seven two seven three. Done. That is our fast bender. <laughs> yo yo yo! How many Michael fast benders do you get out of ten, boy? Damn dog, you get eight because that white boy crazy. So why don't you talk about the next day? So the Sunday. So we actually went back with my mom and we stayed in Mississauga because the next day we actually had our niece's birthday. Her was her second birthday, yeah. Savannah. And that was always that was fun because it's not as many kids running around that John yeah. has to be a child whisperer for. But it was still a long day, I will say. Oh yeah, it was right? a long day, and it was still like we're kind of the kid whisperers. Oh, hold on, hold on. What does this say? Hurricane Smith, the, the musical. Monkeys? Yeah, this is it. Because my friend Chris Barber, who wanted to be Billy, they ended up ended up making him a monkey. Oh. He had no lines. Why does this feel like the Jungle Book? Because okay. that's what it was like. It was like the Jungle Book. This is the plot to Hurricane Smith. Hurricane Smith fears nothing. Neither the bloodthirsty cobra people nor the headhunters lurking in the jungle shrubbery. Naturally, Linda Zest, photojournalist, and yeah. Bill and Hildegard. See, I was Bill. Who is Hildegard? Hildegard. That was the other girl who uh, played by Katie something. That was Hurricane's young admirers mm-hmm. are all along for the romp. Even Java Java, Hurricane's gorilla daddy, gorilla, yeah. gets a song that in the show. That was Chris Barber. What a monkey. One simple set makes this play easy to produce. This is hilarious and tuneful spoof that not only keeps your cast and audience delighted, but also guarantees brisk ticket sales. The thrilling score piles up one blockbuster hit after another. I've made up my mind. I like <laughs> your style. Potluck. You know, I think it was I Like Your Style was a song that I got cut out of. Oh, God. When Hurricane sings, I hear jungle drums. You want to pack up your Kinwin tablets and head to the Amazon jungle, singing all the way, hooray for Hurricane. Can you find I Like Your Style, Hurricane Smith, on YouTube so I can hear this song? Yeah. Can I just say one thing before I do that? This is why my role is so dope. It's a lot like Matilda. Hurricane Smith and who was it like Z- Sissy Zelly was, was that the sidekick? Hildegard? No, whoever the two Linda main- Zest. Yeah, Linda Zest. <laughs> yeah. So for our play, there was two Hurricane Smiths and two Linda Guards. So because we did it so many times that they had two of them. Guess how many Billies there were? 
one motherfucker. That was me. How doing many lines every... did you have in relation to? I was the second lead. You still haven't told me how many lines you had. If if he, I had, uh, he had maybe fifteen percent more lines than me. Hurricane Smith, maybe. Is this like when you make up weird stats? Again? No, I was in every other. I was seventy two percent more of an intellectual than said Hurricane Look, Smith. Ninety percent of the time, I'm right all the time. That's an Anchorman joke. Okay, keep going. I'm gonna look up the song. Um. So yeah. So Sunday was a lot of fun. Um. What you call? We just got back to the city, and I think we were both fairly zonked and then um the whole week has been really busy so what we haven't told you is we still wanted to finish up concert mon yeah right so monday i think we just ended up chilling i don't think anything happened on monday um monday we just did a podcast i think monday we did the podcast but tuesday um john got us tickets to go see one of our favorite bands called the sounds which was actually the band we saw on our first date how many, uh, Se- 15 years ago? Seven years ago. Seven years ago, John barely can remember. I just say it's a bug, you know. No, he can't remember sometimes. And so seven years ago at the Mod Club, we saw, which is this venue in Toronto, we saw the sounds, and they were amazing. And yeah. so this time around, it was their 10th anniversary of, which what is the album called again? Dying to say this to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the weird, weird the way you said that. Sorry. <laughs> um, and so we obviously got tickets. It was at the Mod Club, as I said. And so we went out to dinner beforehand because we were both starving yeah. right from work. We were going to go eat in Little Italy and we opted not to just because we were starving. And then we go to the venue and I think we thought the, the, the opening acts, plural, were going to be done by about nine. Yeah, because doors are seven and they're supposed to start at eight o'clock and it's like, all right. Like, I looked up the two bands. I listened to their songs. I didn't like any of it. Mm-hmm. Now, on the contrast, when we saw the sounds the first time, yeah. that may have been the best opening band I've ever seen, right. which was Hey Champ. Hey Champ, which we saw again in Chicago. No, we missed it. We no, no, no. We would have yeah, seen yeah. it in Chicago. So I loved Hey Champ. It was like my favorite ever opening act that I'd never heard of. Right. And they were so good that I bought their music and I tweeted. I think they were actually the first ever band of the week, if you want to hear what they sound like. I think like. so. And so... The one thing is, so we got there at about 8.30, and the band didn't really come on to, like, almost 10. Yeah. Yeah. And so we were standing there. What John hasn't told you is that he is now wearing orthopedic in his shoes, like, padding, because he's had the most chronic foot pain over the past two weeks. So I just said to him, I'm like, why don't we get you orthopedics to put in your shoes? Yeah, we mentioned that last week. But then, no, we didn't. Yeah, we did, because we have Ikea. Yeah, but I didn't say... Is that your feet were killing and now we're standing for an hour and a half yeah. waiting for a show to start and then for another almost two-hour show. By that time, it was good to walk. The orthopedics helped, but standing exactly. kind of muffed up my foot. So the one thing about Mod Club, concert's on a Tuesday, albeit it starts at 10. Um, they have banquettes and, like, tables at the Mod Club on the sides now. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it's hit or miss, especially coming off the Arkells, which was such a high-energy non-stop standing just like everybody's happy-go-lucky cheering we get to the sounds and i felt like their performance was great but then halfway through yeah it, it was... started getting like a little bit more slow moving in terms of stage presence and i yeah. equate that not to the band itself no. but to how shitty toronto audiences can sometimes be it depends i find yeah toronto audiences they get a bad rap because ha- sometimes they are really shitty like mm-hmm. they'll just stand there and not do anything mm-hmm. This one, the show started off, and when it started off, I'm like, okay, this is just like the first time we saw him. Like, that's yeah. how good it was. 
and I was really into it, and I thought the band was into it. And then halfway through the concert, we looked behind us, like, oh shit, people just cleared out. And then I felt, I just, I felt bad for the band because they yeah. must be like, what the fuck? Why can't we? Why isn't this sold out? This well, I think that's the case. And then half the people were sitting down who were still there, but mm. it was also when we saw them initially. They're this Swedish indie rock band, so definitely download their music on Apple Music and iTunes yeah, if you awesome. can. They're great. Um, and the lead singer is this really awesome chick, and she's so fierce on stage. But you can definitely tell she's not aged horribly in seven years, but she's just not as like energetic well, as she used to be. I think they're be. a hard-drinking band as well. Yeah, and so I think it's like if they're giving it at all – but then the audience is not like reciprocating in terms yeah, of, of like course. reaction. Why are they gonna try so hard? So to John's point, everyone kind of started clearing out after they did like the best of the album and started doing the new songs. And then everybody kind of just started sit- sitting down mm-hmm. towards the end. And I'm like, this is so fucking brutal. Yeah. And so I was talking to one of my colleagues yesterday when we went out for dinner, and I, I was telling him about the show, and I'm like, oh man, Toronto yeah. audiences sometimes just suck and he's like so do calgary ones but edmonton audiences apparently are amazing well my guess is here's the thing that's why i guess toronto audiences suck sometimes mm. so we're, we're spoiled with everyone comes here all the time i guess so We've but seen, edmonton too i would think the problem is i don't think i mean let's just look at the sounds they came to toronto montreal and vancouver yeah a lot of, like a lot of the big band let's say take justin bieber mm-hmm. metallica mm-hmm. Uh, Foo Fighters, yeah, they're going to go to Edmonton. They're, they'll even go to Winnipeg because they're playing the, the, the stadiums. stadiums. But a group like The Sounds or a group like, say, Avid Brothers. Yeah, look more indie. Th- yeah, they might not play those places. So if they do go there, yeah. people are going to have more fun because they're not necessarily – it's the same with, like, Ottawa where it's like – No, I get it. So that's, that's my theory at least. So either way, we end up going – I thought the show um, on the Fastbender scale – Yo, yo, yo. How many Michael Fastbenders do you get out of 10, boy? Damn, dog. You get eight, because that white boy crazy. I give this performance. We've seen the sounds now. This will be our third time together. And obviously, I had a lot of fun, but yeah. performance-wise, this was probably my least favorite. Same here. So I, I think I gave this one like seven out of ten. Yeah, I'm just, I'm going to be nicer and give it like a seven, eight. Yeah. Not necessarily the band's fault. Like, if I did judge when they played the whole Dynasty of This To You album yeah. from start to back... That was like a 9 out of 10. Yeah. It was after that. And then even the fr- when they played a few songs off the Cross and the Rubicon album with yeah. the horse on the front, those were awesome. It was like the last six songs. Right. So I think the one thing that I also found is weird was the band that opened for them, Zipper Game or yeah, something. Yeah, fuck those guys. Right? I found like, okay, so the lead singer of that band, she kind of was trying to channel like... Sinead O'Connor. Sinead O'Connor, Gwen Stefani slash like Bjork yeah. to me. And then... The drummer looked like he just left his day job accounting on Bay Street. Yeah. Right? He, he just looked so out of place. And then this other guy who was, like, the lead guitarist, he kind of just looked like he rolled out of his, like, parents' basement playing video games to, like, come sub in for somebody who was a legit musician. Yeah. And his voice wasn't great, but his stage performance wasn't great either. So I think that was also just awkward to watch, to be honest. I like one of their songs. Oh, yeah, that first band. But, yes, John, that is what I'm talking no, about. No, no, I know what you're, yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. So, um, what you call it? Yeah, so I thought overall it was 7 out of 10, but that wasn't because of anything that I felt like they could help. I felt like that was very much Toronto let us down there. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Can I say one thing before we go on? Mm-hmm. 
So I wasn't able to find the song mm -hmm. necessarily, but I found the script. Okay. And if you were just asking me how many lines I had, right? Yeah. This is just everyone's got a line here, line there. Mm -hmm. Take take a look at this shit. What does this say? Look at look at this fucking paragraph that Billy has over here. Okay, okay. I'm gonna read you one paragraph that I had. Remember, no. I'm 12 years old. This is Billy speaking. All you people out there in television land, I'm Hurricane Smith's assistant. And I'm here to tell you, Hurricane is alive. You can't kill a legend. You can't kill adventure. He's out here, somewhere in the jungle, alone, maybe with a broken leg, delirious with fever. For all we know, he might be holding off gigantic spiders, venomous reptiles, hostile natives. That's a parrot. What's all your my, next one? Um, I'll get proof. So your parents have this on video? Yeah, I'll bring it home. And you know what the crazy thing is? I actually remember that speech now. Like, I remember saying that, so. Okay. It's anyway, kind of bizarre, though, out of all the things I've seen at your parents' house in yeah. terms of family videos over the past seven years, you've never once showed me this. I didn't want to brag. You didn't want to brag? You know how much, I like, <laughs> how much tail I got from this as a 12-year-old? Really? Didn't I watch your 16-year-old karate videos? Yeah? What's wrong with that? So 12-year-old tail was far superior to 16-year-old tail? I got no tail. <laughs> I'll bring this video home. It's on DVD. Sure. Okay. And I have shown it to you Next. Before. Um, you want to talk about um, putting up a Christmas tree? Yeah, it's with Fredericton. Go for it. So, happiest time ever. We finally put back up Fredericton. Mm. And... Here's what I will say. There is a process to putting up Fredericton. Yeah, the process is we keep them up for as long as you want, and then I have to pick them down by myself. <laughs> yeah, that's the it's process. so sad. I don't want them to come down. My theory still is that you don't give a shit about Christmas. You just don't want to take a tree down, so you pretend to love Christmas. And then it's like, it's May. No. Fine, you can take it down, but I'm going to help you. I'm too sad. No. Please don't. Why me. would I not like Christmas? Just a joke. Don't be mean to me. So mean to you. I let you keep the tree up for nine you months. Let me. <laughs> yeah. Listen, this is my thing about Christmas. I feel like it's the happiest time of the year. I what like about Hansa. Hansa. <laughs> Racist. I mix Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. You know it's like Christmas. This is Hansa. <laughs> That's my new religion. I celebrate Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. Hansa. Those people from Africa who download. Um, so, either way, I was so excited. We've actually not been able to put up our tree. Typically, the day we would put it up is the weekend after Halloween. So, we're clearly delayed. Yeah. Right? So, I've already lost a month. Don't worry. We'll keep them up till June. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Oh, okay, great. So, we're in agreement. Um, Tell you what. End of June, I'll take them down myself. You so, enjoy a nice daiquiri so, on the town. So, the one thing, though... So John got out all the Christmas tree and decorations. And then sometimes I think he chooses to forget we have things like garlands and wreaths. Yeah, because I hate the garlands. Why? It leaves white shit everywhere. It's the snow, the frosted it snow. white shit everywhere like we're in Charlie Sheen's apartment. So either way, I feel, right, there's a process to putting up Fredericton. Right? One, we need to have CeeLo's Christmas playing in the background. I know. I met, I tried to put on, like, the Jingle Music channel, and no. then it didn't work. So it's, it was too weird. We we genuinely, I think we think we laugh at CeeLo, but actually enjoy CeeLo and she and him Christmas. Yeah. Right? And, like, and the Muppets Jethro Tull song. Yeah. And so, like, there's a lot. There's a good mix there. Christmas and Hollis by Run DMC's on the list now. So, the one thing I actually is just, um, 
one thing that stresses me out, and I think it's like the same anxiousness you have to take down the tree. I think you have it to put up the tree to get it done with. Yeah. Whereas I'm like, no, we have to fan the leaves properly and like make sure it looks full. And then I like, there's only one point where I got really frustrated because I was like, you were putting on the lights. And then I'm like, why wouldn't you turn on the lights to see where you're putting them so you can see? It's because I started from the top and I should have started from the bottom like Drake. Yeah. And so, and you should have kept them on because I was like, you can't tell where you're putting them. They're all green. Listen, I still have Vietnam flashbacks from the last five years of taking it down myself. Anyway. Because the lights are so burnt out, they had to add on new lights. Exactly. And That's so how I, they put them on. And so, either way, so John puts on the lights. I have to, like, stretch them out afterwards because they're so, like, around the trunk. And then we start putting up the decorations. And we first start with big baubles and work our way down to this tiny ones. And so, this is where it's just strategically placing things we Listen have like a whole tree has not been decorated yet I'm but doing we have the- four big bobbles on the tree does john not take the next size bobble and put it right beside like as if it's overlapping like a snowman on the biggest bobble but there's a whole tree making listen i'm doing the jobs nobody wants to do you know what that is i'm the guy who goes Bends his ass around the tree to put the the ornaments on the back of the tree. I was doing that too. I saw you put two. I did 12. No, you did not. Yeah, 15. Anyways, I always have to make sure the tree is a 360 view. So if you enter the apartment and the tree is on, it looks good. If you're coming from the bedroom, it looks looks good. If you're coming out, I was going to say out of our closet, it looks good good too. It's good too. So. (laughs) Because it's next to the tree. Exactly. And so either way, we finally put up Fredericton. The one sad thing is the light and the star has burnt out. Um, so we haven't replaced that. But if we put on the garland. The wreath is up on the door. So it's really nice because I feel like the family room is festive again, which is great. Um, shut up, Jim. Oh, it is. I love it. Listen, you're turning into your dad. No. I don't want to put up. Is he putting up a Christmas tree for Max this year? Probably. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what people do. I don't know. But you can't. You remember how your dad said he might not put up a tree this year? You're never going to do that to me. I'm just trying to keep it a one tree a year. No. I'll buy a secret tree for the dining room next That's time. not going to If happen. we ever move to a new house, I'm buying another full tree. You know that, if right? If we have more than one floor, possibly. No. It would be if we have another room. Because <laughs> then I'd put one in that room. We will see. Anyway, so the apartment is really happy and it's all decorated. Did you actually use the lights on the tree while I was away? No. You didn't put them on? No, because I want you to spit all over me. Good, you dissolve it. Because I'm trying to save the light bulbs. It's unnecessary. Uh, like, okay. When you're here, yeah, I'll keep them on. When you weren't here, I had like two lights on the whole time. So do you want to talk about your Calgary trip? Jeez, Louise, yes. Can, can I just, I'll just tell, I, nothing really happened to me while you are gone. Only one thing happened. I'll just tell that quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was by myself for two nights. First night, I slept pretty well. But then last night, uh, I slept, fell asleep pretty easily. Then I woke up into like this horrible nightmare where I was basically in our bedroom and like some ghouls just like dragging me out of the bed. And can I was you screaming. not tell me this story? And then I like opened my eyes and I was like scared for the next two hours. So I put the pillow over my head. Did you watch Paranormal Witness? Uh, no, I saved up on baseball uh, documentaries. So okay. I watched that and I watched happy stuff before I went to bed. Why are you thinking of ghoulies? I don't know. These things just happen. <gasps> so anyways, that was Next my experience. Next time, please just call me. I was awake anyway. Call you three in the morning. But it's only one in the morning. That's true. So, 
On Sunday afternoon, I left for Calgary. Obviously, I told you guys the sponsorship um, with the Weird Cowboy. But then what I wasn't ready for was the sheer cold in I told Calgary. you. That's why I gave you my long john. The first day wasn't so bad. The second day wasn't so bad. Today was the worst. Okay. And so um, I was going there to just, like, do some location scouting for work. And um, you do this typical things. I rent a car. Um, it was great. I got a little Honda Accent. It kind of looks like Sean's car. Yeah. So pretty easy nice. to drive. The one thing I do like about Calgary is it's super accessible, and obviously the signs are in English, so I'm already 10 paces ahead of where I was in Montreal and can't find anything. Not spitting on you. And so... Sorry, look how much I've written on my... Oh my God, it's gone. It's gone. Maybe because of my spit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what you gonna call it? So then... I get to the hotel, and the one thing that John was super envious of is yeah, I was... Yeah, I think you booked it to spite me. Yeah, so I was staying at the Sheridan Cavalier in Calgary, mm-hmm. and for those of you guys who are from Calgary, you'll know the story, and those of you guys who aren't, the one draw to this hotel, it's actually pretty nice inside. Like, I will say that. Like, they have good finishings, and it looks pr- decently modern. Yeah. Um, but they have, a wa- like, two giant water slides uh, so in jealous. the, like, recreation center and, like, three different pools and two hot tubs and like a sauna so i actually think their facilities are like a bit far superior to other hotels i stayed at for work mm-hmm. um so i definitely brought my bathing suit because we knew that i'm definitely going to use those water slides yeah um but the first yeah, day i i went to go i dropped off my stuff to the hotel and then i went driving around just to find all the locations i needed to be at on the Monday, because we had such an early call time, and so driving around, it wasn't slippery by any means on the road. It just gets dark really early in Calgary, and it gets it doesn't it, it gets dark really early, and it doesn't stay light really long, okay. right? And so, um, what you call it? For instance, I think it gets bright, and I say that in quotations because it's always like overcast. Right. While I've been there, it was probably like nine a.m., whereas in Toronto, I think it's like eight. Okay. And then it gets dark at about four. Okay. <laughs> so That's like an hour earlier yeah. than it is here. And so it's crazy. But it was so beautiful driving around the city because it just looked like a ski town. Like the mountains look nice in the background. Like everything was kind of like torch lit mm. on the snow. And like the houses are really like intricate on the water. So I just thought it was really cool driving around. The first day I ended up just doing dinner like room service because nice. i was like i didn't want to go out and i ate really late then the second day um what you call it after meeting up with colleagues and everything i came back to the hotel room and was that the day i wanted to go swimming or no it was yeah, sunday no, it was sunday, sunday. Yeah. so then i was saying to john I, after i had spoken to him on the phone um i was like oh i think i'm gonna go swimming for a bit because it was about 7 p.m. and I was hoping like the pool would be empty like hopefully like any family staying at the hotel would be having like dinner so I kind of have the whole thing to myself and so I go down to the pool and actually do have the whole thing to myself which is kind of awesome there was just like a kid's birthday party or something having dinner like on a top deck um so it was really nice I just did like poor man's laps around the pool for about half an hour okay and so what you want to call it halfway through I'm like okay this is nice I might jump into the hot tub after this whole family so like five five individuals so mom dad older brother yeah older brother thank you older brother and um two younger kids come the two younger kids are wearing life jackets so they're probably like Benjamin's age maybe like four 
or so. And so they come into the pool and go into the hot tubs. They're all kind of dispersed at this point. And I'm, like, kind of wondering, like, you know that thing where you're like, oh, are you going to just come in here and now make, like, like, you're overtaking the pool? Like, it's no longer tranquil anymore. Like, on a Sunday night, it's now like, just overridden with, like, craziness. Yeah. And so the daughter's screaming, like, the son is doing, like, cannonballs on top of, like, where I am in the pool. So I kind of feel compelled to just, like, stay on the edges. The mom then comes out of the hot tub and comes into the pool, and she has this huge thing about, like, she doesn't want her hair to get splashed. She doesn't want her hair to get splashed. Yeah. And so the older son um, ends up, like, doing another cannonball, and the mom, like, freaks out and is, like... Don't do that again, or I'll like I'll beat you or something. Oh. Like she actually said those things, and I couldn't tell if she was saying it as a joke, yeah. right, or whatnot. But then she gave the son, who was probably like fifteen, like he's she's like, go take a timeout, get out of the pool, and like sit on a chair. While like the husband was still in the hot tub, one kid's in like a kiddie pool, the other kid's on the other side. Yeah. So then I kind of just still keep sauntering in the pool. She kind of comes up near me. So does the younger daughter, who's four. And so the younger girl starts talking to me and she's very much like, she's like, um, she's like, are you here on vacation? I was like, oh no, I'm actually here, um, for business. I'm here for work. And then she's like, okay. And then the mom comes and I was like, oh, are you guys here on vacation? And then the mom starts talking and I'm like, this is where sometimes I'm in shock by some some of the things people tell me. I wouldn't tell anyone anything personal if I never knew them. And so I think it's weird because I'm like, John and I joke, like, maybe in another world I was a life coach or Probably. a life therapist. But, like, this is on a different level. So I'm sitting there, the child in her life jacket in the pool, the mom in the pool with me. And so I end up, like, just being like, oh, are you guys here on vacation? And she's like, well, we were here kind of as, like, a getaway for, like, a memorial for our son. Um, but she's like, oh, did you hear what happened? And I was like, what? And she's like, at the hotel last night, uh, me and my husband were in the bar, um, at about like quarter to one in the morning. And then somebody came in to the hotel bar with a hoodie on and snatched her purse away, which had her dead son's ashes in it. And so I'm like listening to this story and then like, you're, you're trying not to be like have so many like Matilda facial expressions if you will but I'm also trying to be like supportive and like just like interested because you can see like the tears welling up in like the mom's eyes and everything and so she's like oh did you did you see it in the news she's like um it might be like um she's like even in Toronto and whatnot it might be there so after like obviously I'll tell you the full story but she ends up telling me like to go check out the, like, the news report and everything. And so when I went back upstairs after, like, being with her for most of some of the night, um, I went and read the Calgary Sun, and it was heartbroken family set to return to medicine hat without a baby son stolen ashes. And so um, the, I'll just read it really quickly. It's been a traumatic weekend for a medicine hat family who will be going back home heartbroken after their baby's ashes were stolen over the weekend at said Calgary Hotel, the Sheridan. Uh, Laura and Nathan issued a desperate plea for help Saturday after she discovered her purse, which contained the ashes of her late son, Hunter, had been stolen from the Calgary Hotel bar the night before. Um, Planning to head home to Medicine Hat that Monday morning, the tearful mom is devastated at the idea of going back without her beloved son's remains. Um, She said it's like losing him all over again, which she kind of said to me in the pool as well. 
Um, and so there's a $2,000 reward out for the return of the ashes, which is great. The Sheridan gave them a free night stay. So basically they were at, they were in Calgary to do a memorial and take like uh, Christmas ornaments to like the Calgary hospital for sick kids. Okay. And so even those got stolen. And uh. so it's just like really upsetting. But then what's uh. even crazier is that I like after a while she was telling me about like the incident in the um, hotel. She basically said that her husband was playing like one of those like VR games or whatever. And okay. then she, he's like, oh, come over. And she left her purse just like on a chair. And she said it was, like, less than two minutes by itself. It only takes two seconds. Exactly. And so then the person snatched it up. And then apparently um, after we went to go speak to the concierge people, she said that he was in a stolen car. So they couldn't even see the license plate. But then when I went with her to the reception desk, I asked them. I was like, oh, do you have cameras like CCTV like we have in Toronto? So either way, we're in the pool. And she's, like, still talking. About it and how devastated. And I was like, oh, so I'm thinking like maybe her son died from like leukemia or like some sort of form of cancer or like something, right? Right. And so she, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm so sorry. How did your son die? Right. And so out of nowhere, the daughter is like, he drowned in the toilet. What? And so I I was like, what? And so you're trying not to sound like, look again, Matilda shock, right? But then you are curious, like, how did this happen? So their child was one. Uh, and so she was saying that a cousin came over and left the bathroom door open. Yeah. And I guess didn't flush the toilet properly. Okay. And the child, who I guess was newly to crawling and everything, crawled in, saw something in the toilet, and tried to, like, lunge in uh, after it. And couldn't, like, they lunged over the bowl and couldn't get out. Yeah. And so by, and when somebody finally found them... Right. Um, they obviously like had taken so much water and couldn't resuscitate the kid. Yeah. Um, which is so like like what we a depressing this is story. such a depressing story. So I'm like, what the fuck? So this was like half an hour with them in the pool or the mom talking about this, and then she was telling me about like her life and like how she wanted to be an RN when she lived in Vancouver and she was so envious that I live in Toronto and that I'm yeah. working because she wanted to be an RN and her husband this is her second husband. Yeah. Um, they thought they could never have kids. And now they had three, one of which passed away. Yeah. And so she's like, she was just so upset. So I ended up taking her down to the bar. Um, not the one that the yeah. thing, incident happened, but we just went down there to go talk to like the concierge people and like have a coffee. Mm-hmm. Cause I felt so bad. And it's also just like, it's the holiday season. Right. Yeah. And I think that's, what's really shitty too. It's like, it's never any good time, but I feel like there's an extra light on it now mm-hmm. because it's the holidays. So if you're in Calgary and you know anybody who may have been near, um, suspicious near the Sheridan Hotel, please help this family because I think this was like the most like crazy thing. Yeah, it's like the most muffed up story I've ever heard. I know. And so like, I don't know. I just, I couldn't believe it. And then I flipped you. I think afterwards I was like, yeah. when I came back up. I was like, holy shit, right? Like, you'll never guess, like, what yeah, just happened. Yeah, crazy. Only and, you would get these stories. And so I'm like, sometimes I'm like, oh, does, like, the universe just do this to us so we can have, like, more intricate stories? But you can look up the article on the Calgary I'll Sun. Post a, I'll post a link to the Facebook yeah. page, too. And so the Calgary Sun um, from the weekend did a profile on it as well. And I saw it on, um, like, Calgary's global TV version yeah. um, this weekend as well. So very unfortunate. So that was all of Sunday. Then uh, yesterday we 
Um, I went out with, with some colleagues who, like, do you have pin pal relationships with some of your colleagues? Uh, yeah, but it's, like, at King Street. It's, like, not yeah. very far. So, my thing is, it's, like, I, I've had phone calls and email conversations with two of these colleagues, but I've never met them in person yet. Yeah. And so, we went, I've never been to this restaurant in Toronto, but we went to Joey, okay. which is the one attached to the Eden Center, which was yeah. right outside my hotel, so that was really nice, because they live further in the city, so they checked out my way. Right. Um, so we went to this restaurant and we were shooting the shit and it was very awesome because it was like, we knew each other forever. So on Monday we were outside a fair bit and in Toronto, it gets cold. We have, we've been pretty lucky. Like this is where climate change has unfortunately worked in our favor this year where it's, it's pretty mild for December. Yeah. Um, and so even though I feel like I dress more appropriately for weather now than I used to previously, nothing could brace me for like the type of cold that was going to hit me today. That's so why I told you wear long johns. I know. So when I left the restaurant on um, last night to drive back to the hotel, we were only at dinner for like two and a half hours. And then the car was left outside. I try and park it in like the underground, which only is like a cover mm. at the Sheridan. So it's still open to the elements. And the fob to lock the door doesn't work. Okay. And so I'm like, okay. I look at my my phone to see, like, what is the temperature. It's about minus 22 Jeez. at this point, okay, without the wind chill. And so I'm like, oh, this is going to be horrible. And so I get back into the hotel, and John knows this all too well. When it's super cold, my skin gets really dry and so itchy. Um, and it's almost unbearable. And so I put on John's long johns um, <laughs> to, like, curb the pain because I didn't bring pajama pants and, like, drench and cocoon myself in blankets and towels last night because right. it was so cold even in the hotel room it was so cold um and so this morning I was so nervous because I had to drive back to the airport that I'm like what happens if the car doesn't open and it doesn't start and I can't jump it and I'm like late and everything and so I have to fill up the tank of gas every time I return a car mm. back to the airport anyway for work so, again, I say it's pitch black when I get up to go outside. It's 6.45 in the morning. Go outside, purely pitch black. It is minus 29 without Whoa. the wind chill. I think it was minus 40 with the wind chill. We get you a bell collab. And then so, I don't know what that is. And then it's a so, oops, hold on. So then I'm trying to start the car or, like, open it. And I'm, like, crossing my fingers. I'm, like, please work, please work, please work. For whatever reason, the keys work to open the car door, which nice. I'm like, thank fucking God, right? So it's about 7 a.m. now, and then I'm trying to start the car, and the car is not starting, and uh -oh. I'm like, fuck me, it's because it's so cold, like, the engine is probably fucking frozen, yeah. and so I'm like, mother of God, and so, like, I just keep revving it and, like, pressing the gas and everything to start it. It finally starts after, like, five panicky minutes. Yeah. Um, it felt like an eternity. And so I tried to go find a gas station. And so I think it's just weird. And I think I've been programmed by the suburbs. When I go to a gas station, I usually just like, I don't pick a set amount. I just fill up how, as much as I want to. Or like I say $20 and I'll try and hit 20 like as a game almost. And so I go to Husky hmm. gas station. And I can't for the life of me because it's so fucking cold read the like, what's it, what is it telling me to like press and everything? And so I get outside to put the gas in the car and 
I have literally been outside for 30 seconds and my yeah. lips are so chapped, Jesus. right? They're like peeling. They're like burning. My hands are so cold, even though I'm wearing gloves, yeah. holding the fucking gas handle. So I'm like, please let there not be any homeless people like in Calgary. Cause that was like my first concern. Uh-huh. Like who's outside and having to like sure work outside and stuff. but like even having to work outside in that like obviously if you're there longer you're probably used to cold like that but then when i was driving back to the airport when after i got the gas and like warmed the fuck up it was i was listening to the news and they said that this has been the coldest it's ever been in calgary in about four years nice and next week is supposed to be even colder and that's when i'm going back i'm leaving so that's why i have to wear you along john it's like <gasps> not even as a joke and you have to bring better gloves yeah i'll bring my mittens yeah and you gotta bring like full like sweaters and hats and yeah, galoshes and so- stuff and what uh, what'd you say galoshes and so, either way, so I was like, as soon as I got to the airport, I'm like, let me in, let me in, because it is so fucking cold or outside. Or puff, little no. piggy. Yeah, exactly. And so I got, finally, it didn't take really long to get to the airport, and the flight was pretty seamless, because my flight going to Calgary was not the best. I always, because I am, like, very superstitious, try and book on the right side of the plane, okay. my seats, and then, for whatever reason, this whole flight back and forth... I was on the left-hand side, and I wasn't okay with that. And mm-hmm. then even though I booked my seats ahead of time, I guess I got bumped for other people, priority seating. And so on the way there, I was in the middle on the left-hand side, and I was beside the world's, like, largest man. Yeah. And so he was just breathing so uh, hard, and he would cough every, like, minute. Gross. Right? And then the girl sitting beside me on the other side, I think her and I were, like, trying to get closer because this guy was, like, bleeding uh. into my seat so much. And this only goes back to, like, should you have to buy two seats? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm trying really hard not to be a bitch about it. Yeah. But it's, like, now I'm basically sitting with the bar up on this other girl's seat. Right. Right? And so, either way. So, that was unpleasant. The ride coming back today was a lot more chill. It was with WestJet. Nice. Um, I got back here. Definitely sun is shining. A little bit warmer. Oh, now and- it's raining. Now it's raining, so the world is basically going to ship from climate change. Yeah, my ass got rained on when I walked home today. Yeah, and so that's it. I'm back in Toronto, and I'm leaving again for Calgary yeah, in about four days. But that's why I'm going to make sure you dress up extra warm. We'll see. We'll see. Well, I think that's a good place to end this thing. This one had everything. Musicals, depressing stories, mm-hmm. um, all kinds of stuff. All kinds of weird things. So I think we uh, agreed that the band of the week this week would be Childish Gambino. Yeah. One of my f- colleagues actually texted me this morning to be like, have you listened to Is it, it yet? Lou? No. It was really? this guy named, the guy Brandon who worked with The Weeknd. Oh. oh, cool. Yeah. And he was Does like, he have like you, it? yeah, he's like, I love it. And he sent me an article from Questlove or something reviewing it. Yeah. It's his Instagram. You yeah. follow Questlove on Instagram? Now? He's awesome. You should follow him. He's a good Instagram. Okay. You and Brandon can compare notes. Anyways, yeah, Childish Gambino's album just came out on Friday. It's called Awaken My Love. I like the picture on the cover. Mm-hmm. For people, he's like, I don't know anyone who's had a better overall year than him. Mm-hmm. He put out uh, what's regarded as maybe the best show of 2016, definitely in the top three to mm-hmm. best shows of 2016. Mm-hmm. Put out a brand new album, which is getting like have it, like all the acclaim. Mm-hmm. He just landed a role in the new Star Wars movie, which I don't really give a shit about Star Wars, but apparently you don't want to see it for no. him to be in it. Is he Lando? Yeah, but I don't even know. I honestly don't know who Lando is. Other the than the only him. black character in Star Wars. Yeah, but I've never watched Star Wars. Really, <laughs> you ever watched any? Oh, of fuck it? Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> what do I care about these space games? Did your sister like it? I feel like if you had older siblings, was Jen born in the seventies? Nah, seventies. She's eighty-one. Is she? Yeah. I don't know. 
I play these space games. <laughs> so no, I do, I do not care about seeing that movie. But his new album's cool. Like I'm, it's growing on me more and more. I listen to it. It's definitely like a '70s funk album. Rather I than, like it better than his full rap albums. Most people are saying that. I don't know why a lot of people don't like his rapping because I thought his rapping was good because he is an actual writer. Yeah. I always thought his like punchlines and mm-hmm. his rhyming was good because he just. It was just, like, smart. Like, the guy's a good writer, yeah. so... I just think the musicality of this album is yeah. really tight. And I, I like the 70s funk influences. I, I remember when you played me one of the songs initially, the first one that me dropped. Me and your mama. Um, I thought it sounded like Beatles. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. So, I don't know. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, so I think... Uh, just a heads up, we're going to be doing in a couple weeks our top 10 best of 2016, mm-hmm. where we break down our favorite albums, songs, TV shows, and movies. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if this even makes my list. I mean, there's a lot of good albums this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll make it, Ooh. but we'll see. So what <coughs> what song do you want to do then? Since I said we should, we'll support them and make this song of the um, week. I like Riot. Riot? Yeah. Not Redbone? Oh, I want Redbone and yeah. Riot. Riot's a good song, but I think Redbone, sometimes I like to think like, Okay, if I want to get someone who's never heard his music into it, okay. Redbone's a more commercially viable gotcha. song, I think. So okay, and it's that song, the name of the song by that band Sean likes, Redbone. Oh yeah, that was weird. Um, <laughs> uh, so why don't we get into the song of the week by the band of the week, which is Redbone by Childish Gambino. Mm-hmm. So other ways, get in contact Facebook.com/live605. I'll post that depressing article for everyone. <laughs> yeah. And then follow me on Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat. I'm at Malencamp. I'm ValGomez23 on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. And on iTunes. Drop us a comment on our iTunes page because every comment you leave for us pushes us back into the news and noteworthy. Nice. So until next week, I'm your podcaster, John. I am Val. Be easy. Is it on your time? Yeah.
John Mallon and Val Gomez.